All right, Mickey here with an advert for BetterHelp Therapy Online. You all right? Such a small question and sometimes such a big question too, eh? Now, regular listeners will know I am no stranger to depression and while over time and with the help of some decent counselling and brilliant friends and family, I've established a toolkit to help when the constantly dripping tap of life gets a bit too much. That does not mean I am a stress-free human rainbow skipping through meadows. I mean, who is? We all carry around different stresses, big and small, and sometimes we can deal, and sometimes it's much harder to cope. Life, innit? Right now, I have a teenage puppy to deal with, and although I love her very, very much, she can be a lot. There, said it. And as quick a fix as it seems to say, I'm fine, I'm fine, and push it all down into the big inside box and put that lid on. For me, that hasn't been a great long-term solution in that if I don't get it off my chest, it will at some point come bubbling up and it's never been one to pick its moments in a good way. I find talking means I can avoid it exploding out of me like a messy emotional volcano all over my nana's carpet. Also, during my various times in talk therapy, I discovered that saying something out loud or writing it down can make it seem much more manageable than allowing it to swirl around and grow ever bigger in my head. If you're thinking of starting therapy, Give BetterHelp a try. I've found knowing how to reach out is sometimes the toughest bit, but BetterHelp is entirely online. Boom. Which means it couldn't be easier. You just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a registered therapist, then work your sessions around your schedule. With more than a thousand therapists in the UK already, BetterHelp can provide access to mental health professionals with a wide variety of expertise in mental health. Standard issue listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash standard. That's betterhelp.com slash standard. There were three ordinary women on what seemed like a simple mission to find a film they liked. One where women got something to do and not just look pretty or be murdered. Which, to be totally honest has complicated matters a bit. Welcome to Flicking. Yes, it sounds a bit rude. That's the joke. Hello and welcome to episode two, a slightly different format this time, of Flicking, our film special podcast. It's supposed to sound rude. You can all laugh now. Lovely stuff. Right. (laughs) Well, I am joined by Mickey. Hello. Hannah. Hello. And a special guest, Sarah. Hello. Thanks for joining us. When I say this is a bit different this week, obviously coronavirus happened and now cinema just it doesn't exist anymore. It's gone, as with many other things in life. So what we thought would be a nice way to uh, approach film watching would be if we all kind of chose one of our favourite... It doesn't have to be as we're going to go on to discuss it doesn't have to be like a great Good. film it doesn't have to be oscar worthy you know you'll get your excuses in very it just early just has to be just has to be a film that we like that brings us joy and comfort perhaps that one person yeah. likes when you see we it just has to be one of us doesn't it yeah yeah as i said we each take it in turns to pick one I've had first pick this week, and so I chose my second favourite film. As I say, not necessarily classically what you would define as good, 
but uh, one that apparently I would watch it until the end and rewind it and watch it again Aww. as a child. <laughs> so uh, that film is 1990s Kindergarten Cop. I've never even been to school. Imagine a collective, a collective jaw drop at that moment. Or just to people turn it uh, off. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think this is going to be an interesting film to discuss, having watched it again. Can I ask Jen, so, yeah. where, before, before watching it uh, again for flicking, when was the last time mm-hmm. that you watched Kindergarten Cop? So when did, when did I last watch it? It's something that they show quite regularly on a Sunday afternoon on like Channel 4 or Channel 5. It's like in that sort of sister act kind of slot. So I think I've seen it in the last five years. Okay. <laughs> what year was it released? 1990. How old were you then? I was seven. Almost Do you know eight. what? I said that so I could work that out and it would have been better just to ask the question that Sarah <laughs> asked, which was, how old were you when this was released? <laughs> so by the time I actually watched it, I was probably about eight years old. So it was probably I, I saw it at the cinema. Do you remember how you felt about it when you watched it at the cinema, Sarah? I thought it was all right. I don't think I'd seen Arnie do comedy before that. I think that might have been mm. the first time I saw him do comedy because he did some stuff after that, but not as successfully, I would say. Well, Twins Although was quite before funny it. In the most recent Terminator film. Oh, was it? Yeah. I think we'll get we'll get into this, obviously, but he's got a lot of teeth, hasn't he? <laughs> he does. Yeah. He does. Is that why you like That's it, surprising. Yeah, that was... <laughs> No, I don't. I don't like it for. Arnie per se. Arnie isn't like you like Arnie a lot more than I do, Mick. Um oh, I yeah. like action Arnie. Or do you? What's the best action Arnie? Not in then? that way. <laughs> I, I find it baffling when the mums uh, we might get onto this as well, but when the mums are like, Oh my god, look at the new teacher. Yeah, I don't understand why anyone ever saw him as a heartthrob, it's confusing. But anyway, shall I tell the listeners a little bit about Kindergarten <laughs> Cop in case they've not seen it before? Yes, please. Okay. So we start off with Arnie in sort of like full Terminator mode, confusingly. Unshaven, like long coats, you know, ducking around sort of dodgy drugs dens and things like that. But also before that in a shopping mall, he is on the case of Colin Crisp, who is... <laughs> I'm not sure we know exactly what Colin Crisp's done at that point in the game, but he's a baddie, basically. I found it he's made no me good. very hungry watching this film because they just kept talking about Crisp. And well, I really love Crisp. Also, I've never seen a baddie with such lustrous hair. <laughs> He has got a lot of hair. Shiny. He could have been from any other era. <laughs> no, that's true. He couldn't really. No, he is really on that sort of like 80s, 90s cusp. Yeah. He's, yeah, he's got it written all over him. So Crisp is... He is trying to find his, I think, ex-wife and child for reasons that we're not entirely clear on why. I think there's some speculation fairly early doors that she has some of his drugs money, but that turns out not to be the case. But anyway, so basically he kills someone who he is trying to get information from and this is witnessed by someone else, by the the dead person's girlfriend, friend. I don't know. I think she takes drugs with him, maybe. I'm not sure. It's not entirely clear. She's just a disposable woman in a box, Jen. She yeah. witnesses the event and then basically he's arrested, but they need to find Colin Crisp's wife for reasons that are sort of long-winded and also I don't really understand. So basically what happens is Arnie, who usually he tells us works alone, is given a new partner to work with, Phoebe O'Hara, 
who he is going to go to Astoria with to locate Colin Crisp's wife and child to get some sort of testimony from them. So they're going to go undercover. And to do this, the plan is that O'Hara is going to go undercover as a teacher in the school that they believe his son goes to, but they don't know who the son is, crucially. So off they go. But then she has some sort of terrible situation with food poisoning, so she can't do it. So guess who has to go and pretend to be a teacher instead? It's massive action hero Arnold Schwarzenegger and hilarity ensues. <laughs> a man also teaching a f- children? Mm. What? There's also a ferret. Jen, Jen, you mm. bloody love a muscolid and particularly ferrets, right? Yeah. So I wondered if, like me, you were a little bit upset that the ferret doesn't appear to have a name. <laughs> They've not even named the ferret. It's a ferret. <laughs> he's just, he's, yeah, no, he doesn't have a name, but he does save the day. But also, so he's quite the ferret actually was just like crucial. in a bag in the back of the car. Like, surely you need like, yeah. a proper carrying case for a long journey. You need some kind of water facilities. It's just in a bag. Just like like it was a wash bag. I did, just be more responsible with your I did wonder about the... Um... Had the window even been left open a crack? Yeah, well, that's the thing. Well... Open question. I wondered how he got it on the flight, you know, also, just in a bag. Also, yeah, if that, if that window hadn't been left open a crack, she'd have known immediately there was a ferret in the car because those guys, they honk. Do they? Well, they roll around in their own piss quite yeah. a lot. Oh. They're musky. Which is another reason you probably wouldn't want him in a bag with your clothes yeah. in. It's man, though, Maybe that's, but, um, why, that's why Arnie women. attracts so many single mums. Because he smells of ferret Maybe. musk. <laughs> the musk of a ferret. <laughs> a new fragrance by Arnie. Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> so it's directed by Ivan Reitman, who is also the director of Ghostbusters. Which is one of my favourite films. Yeah, well, it's, it's a great film. And uh, and lots of others, including Twins, as Mick Can mentioned. Can I point out something um, that might be slightly boring, but I found interesting? So you, do you remember when they, they, he bursts and he thinks the bad guy's in a room and it's actually two teenagers snogging? Yeah. The boy of that is is Jason Reitman, who's Ivan Reitman's yeah, son. Yeah. <gasps> yeah. I didn't know that. That yeah. was so exciting. Yeah. He's a massive director himself. Yeah. Start and small. And he actually snogging. gets to talk. Yeah. But there's also another slightly curious bit part in this. I don't know if anyone else noticed that the air stewardess was played by Angela Bassett. Was it? Was she? No, did not. I didn't notice that. Yes. Which I thought was odd, because 1990, I would have thought she'd be famous enough by then to have, like, an actual role in a film. But, um, mm. no, apparently not. She didn't really sort of hit the big time until a few years later. Oh, cool. Wow. Interesting fact for you. She does get to talk. She is probably, I think, the the only ethnic minority person in this film who, who says anything. She might actually be... No, I think there is a... a uh, one of the kids in the class might be black but apart from that it doesn't do terribly well on diversity I have to say two of the um, little boys in the class are black and get to talk at the Gettysburg address okay yeah the Gettysburg Which, address uh, I once drove past Gettysburg and I was like oh is that what the thing in kindergarten cop is? <laughs> so, <laughs> were you wearing a false beard and a cardboard hat <laughs> Well, here you go. Here's a fun fact. That reaction to them doing the Gettysburg Address, a truncated version of it, obviously, actually got a better response than the actual Gettysburg Address did, which at the time was seen as everyone went, oh, was that it? Did they... And then afterwards everyone went, oh, actually, that was a really great speech. In the actual one, did they repeat every line after the line? 
Because I just thought, <laughs> as an audience member, I thought, this is a terrible performance because every line is repeated and I'm already bored. <laughs> but they were tiny children wearing Abraham Lincoln beards. What's not to like about well, that? I enjoyed it. Put it on mute then. <laughs> All right, Hannah, over to you. What, what did you make of this then? Well, I didn't like it. I just, I don't know. It just, perhaps you needed to watch it as a child. I mean, I'm clearly not its audience as a 40-something-year-old woman who doesn't particularly like Arnold Schwarzenegger. So, no, it did absolutely nothing for me. I think it, it, what was disappointing about it was that it wasn't funny. I did think that there would at least be some things that I went, oh, 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 at. Um, but I think just the it, fact that they've put a giant man in amongst some tiny children is supposed to be funny enough. <laughs> and it just, you know, it's yeah. not, it doesn't last an hour and 50 minutes, that one joke. But I also couldn't help but apply some 21st century thoughts about the way women were treated in it, particularly its portrayal of domestic violence, which actually annoyed me. It would have been easier if they just hadn't had that plot line. I don't think having a plot line that's designed to just make Arnie look good for sorting out somebody's domestic violence situation when in real life he probably essentially made it worse no that wasn't handled particularly well it's that is a fair comment that's he sort of like has a go at her for being domestically abused and uh, and then punches her husband in front of lots of people which is not ideal no that wasn't great and some of the issues yeah i think some of the issues with women are not great either some of the messages around diversity are not ideal the bit where for example a mother comes into school to say that her son has been playing with dolls and he says no it's all right because he uses it to look up girls skirts so the takeaway message there is it's better to assault women than it is to be gay so uh yeah that that doesn't come as well i could have thought you know that was a joke or not playing with dolls necessarily makes a little boy gay or anything else it's just a toy toys be toys no but that is the implication in the film indeed can i say one one thing that i think women did well on in this film is um it's pre-straighteners so women are allowed to look fairly (laughs) fairly normal women have issues with the important issues it's slightly fuzzy hair (laughs) women are all shapes and sizes in it and they're different ages and they're not all stunners and it's nice to see women looking like me, like normal women. They don't all look like models with perfect hair all of the time. And I like pre-straightener time. I miss pre-straightener time. I wondered I if think... um, Education Secretary Gavin Williamson had seen it because there's a lot of money and time and effort goes into training teachers. And my brother and sister-in-law are both teachers. It took them a long time to get to that status. A lot of hard work. And it turns out all you need to be a good teacher <laughs> is an aerobics montage. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I feel like we're missing a trick here. And a whistle. It's important. You just need a whistle. And a whistle. <laughs> A whistle and a you ferret. Know, he's improvising. A whistle and a ferret, and you've got all levels of education covered. <laughs> fucking hell! If he'd been my teacher and all he'd done was teach me PE, I'd have fucking hated Mr. Kimball. I'd be like, no. Why are we doing more PE? Can we do some maths? So I'd, can we do I some actually... maths? Such a nerd. <laughs> I hate maths as well. I just hate PE oh, more. Okay. Hello, Hannah here. Now, as you know, this is usually the point in the podcast where I interrupt to say something about you being able to give us some money via the magic of Patreon. 
But I know everyone's having to tighten their belts financially. And also that there are probably some very worthy charities that you are supporting with your time and money. And so how can you continue to help us? Well, you can listen to us. If you're furloughed and you're at home or if you're taking your regular hour walk, why not have a route around through our back catalogue to see if there's anything you haven't listened to? Because listens equals money for us. Equally, you could spend this time spreading the news about Standard Issue. I know a lot of you already do this, but if you see anyone on Twitter asking for suggestions of what they could listen to in this time, just get in there and say Standard Issue. Thank you all for your help and support at this time. And that includes everyone who already supports us on Patreon. So I would also like to make a point that is, you know, quite an old film now and obviously parts of it do not stand up as well but i think like some of the main female characters i would argue don't come out of it too badly like O'Hara is a pretty good character i think you yeah. know the the evil mum is not a bad yeah i mean there is kind like of the headmistress yeah the headmistress is who, is, of, yeah. who is fact fans management in carnival yes um do I, you actually do you want to know another fact about her Okay. Yeah. Linda. Yes. Linda sure. Hunt. What's her name? Linda Hunt. Linda Hunt has an Oscar, Best Actress Oscar, and it's completely unique in as much as she got it for playing a man. Yes. Oh, that's oh, what was that in? What, what film? Uh, it's something. Oh God, what is it called? It's something to do. It's like some Vietnam type thing, I think. Um, oh, your remember. story really falls down now. <laughs> <laughs> You've clearly made it. She's, <laughs> she's done quite a lot of voice acting, and she is also the voice of Grandmother Willow in Pocahontas. So you win oh. some, you lose some. Oh yeah, but this is sort of genre of film now, though, isn't it? Where they put a man in an unlikely situation where he's got to look after children. <laughs> so there's like there was a daddy daycare. There was recently, yeah. last Christmas, there was playing with fire, where some fire, big burly firemen had to look after children. It's so hard. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> that, hundreds, millions of men look after children, their own, all of the time. It just seems like a really odd genre to have sort of sprouted up. Yeah. The, the premise of it, when you put it like that, the premise of it is also a bit problematic by modern standards. But yeah, you know, eight-year-old me, I wasn't really thinking about that, but to also, be honest. But also, the key point there, Jen, is by modern standards. And think in the 90s, no, the late 80s when this was made, obviously if it came out in 1990, it was really, really unusual to have a male teacher in a primary school. It is still yeah. quite unusual to have male yeah. teachers also, in primary one that schools. is a giant. Yeah, what, particularly one that is an Austrian policeman. You, you said that the mother's a good character and while I think Carol Baker plays it beautifully, she is like fierce and intimidating and horrible. It did annoy me that like, oh, you know, it's not even Chris's fault he's an arsehole and a murderer. It's his mum's fault. She's the real villain here. Oh, fuck off. That was my feeling on that. Yeah, I didn't really think of it like that. I mean, now you've mentioned it, that is a reasonable point to make. She fed him all really those drugs like when that. he was a kid, Jen. She didn't give him a normal childhood and it's all, he's doing it all for her because she just wants her grandson back. Or as she calls him, little Helen, which did make me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> What does she call him? Little Helen, which is her Don't name. <laughs> yeah. And he goes, she's insisted on calling him Dominic, which... I don't think I'd seen it since it came out of the cinema and I would have been 15 then. I might have seen it maybe in passing on the telly, but I've never actively watched it since then. And 
I quite enjoyed it. It moved it's a lot. It's entertaining. A lot. Sometimes the problem I have with older films is that my concentration is so bad now because of Twitter and the way our lives are that I find older films slow. And I didn't. I thought it it moved along at a fair old lick. I thought Arnie was Arnie, and that's all you anybody ever pays him to be, and he always exactly. delivers because <laughs> it's really hard to not be yourself. Uh, and I quite enjoyed it. Yeah, it was entertaining. Gary and I watched it, and he went, "Oh, that was great." And I went, "Was it?" In a kind of like, it's not. A, it doesn't stand up to me as a great film, but we no, like giggled no. and watched it. And I didn't think, "Well, there's an hour and a half of my life I'm never getting yeah, back." I exactly. just thought, "This is this is an unusual it's, choice for someone's favorite film, in my opinion." But fair enough. I didn't like. I didn't also, hate it. If if it's an hour and a half, if it was an hour and a half of your life, you're not getting back. You didn't watch it all because it's an hour and fifty minutes. <laughs> it's just it? twenty minutes from the end. Yeah, it's a, it was. Yeah, I was a bit surprised it was longer than an hour and a half. To be honest, yeah, but it wouldn't I, be these It didn't days. feel long. It wouldn't to me. be these Does it not days. end with Arnie shot in the shower? Is that, that's when I stopped watching. Everybody dies at the end, Mickey. It's, oh it's, shit! It's quite sad actually. It's all the kids. Really yeah, it's just yeah, terrible. It's only the ferret survives. <laughs> There are some great Arnie lines in it, I think. So I don't know if you ever used to watch Celebrity Big Brother before it moved to Channel 5 and just became, like, people. But so when Celebrity Big Brother was sort of, like, still all right and they had a year when they had electronic dance music DJ bass hunter, don't know if you remember him. I can't remember exactly how it played out, but I remember someone asked him, like, to do an impression of Arnold Schwarzenegger on it or something like that. And the line he chose absolutely delighted me because of all of the Arnold Schwarzenegger lines that you could choose to do an impression of him. He chose one from Kindergarten Cop. <laughs> I'm a cop, you idiot! And it just, it's a like, ferret! <laughs> it's, a, it's not a tumour! <laughs> just absolutely delighted oh, me. That's so lovely. So, Jen, I have a question for you because I don't want to shit all yes. over it at all. And I'm not going to because I, I did enjoy it. Like, it was, it was, it's entertaining. I think the first third not... and the last third are really yeah. quite densely plotted. There's a lot going on. Just the middle is a little bit, it's quite flabby. Like, there's only so many, like, yeah. PE lessons with Arnie I can oh, watch. Oh, no. I love a montage. Make it all <laughs> oh, no. montage. I like the montage. <laughs> Just a whole montage. Just all uh, montage. Disappointing lack of Phil Collins, though. But, um, <laughs> um, I want to know, Jen, why why it is your favourite? What about it warms your heart and has made it stay stay there? I think it's just I think it is literally just nostalgia. Yeah. To be honest, uh, I don't think there is any other reason. I think Did I watched it when I was. Did you have a beefy Austrian kindergarten teacher? <laughs> Sadly not. No, a very small Australian one. Oh, okay. um, Excellent work on the word beefy, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. Only usually describing cricketers and crisps. <laughs> Oh, stop talking about crisps. Um. I don't know. Yeah, it's not... It's in my, like, top three. I wouldn't say it's my favourite of all time. It is in my... It's definitely in my top three. And I think, as I said, I think it's just something that I find, like, it's entertaining. And I do still find it entertaining. Like, I understand that it is not a classically good film. It's a comfort thing when you've seen something so many times that you know it frame by frame. Especially in like times like now when uh, every time you turn on the news you don't know what you're going to get and and the world is very scary. I like re-watching things I know inside out because I know I'm not going to get any surprises. Nothing bad's going to happen and there's something really comforting in that and I totally get it. 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I have a similar thing with Jilly Cooper books, which I have no doubt that Hannah would hate if she read one. And probably <laughs> you guys would hate them too. And they absolutely have some fucking terrible messages and are not PC at all. But I read them when I was way too young to read them. And now they're, they're comfort. They're, they're just very, very how, familiar. How old were you? And did you learn any new words? <laughs> uh, mate, I was about eight and I learned way too much. <laughs> Because I learned, I read a Josephine Cox when I was too young, and I learned the word spread eagled. <laughs> <laughs> Wowzers! I know. I think it's yeah. I just think it's a comfort thing. I just think it's it's entertaining. And I imagine at the point at which I watched it, I was probably I probably thought the kids were quite cute because yeah. they're very the little, little girl. They would have been a bit little, younger than me. Oh, the little girl is adorable. The nineties little girl du jour, the one who's like in She's Beethoven in loads, and isn't she? Oh, is she right? Okay, yeah. I've seen I... the one who's like with the dungarees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's like I need to go to the bathroom yeah. when I can't get these things. Oh. I think she's adorable. She is very cute. <laughs> I don't really like the one. He's cute, but he's quite creepy. The one who keeps talking about his dad being a gynecologist. Yeah, that's. A I bit... didn't like that. I thought he was the best one. <laughs> Why? Just the kid that just kept saying vagina. Vagina, yeah. <laughs> I just thought he knew did, too much. Did you need it more vaginas weird. in this film, Hannah? <laughs> no, I just. I, I mean, yeah, I just quite like. He looked like he might grow up to be like a half decent human being. He, he knew the word vagina at about the age of four. That's great. But he told everybody. He had great hair. <laughs> If he's still like that at dinner parties in his 30s, <laughs> men have a penis and women have a vagina. All right, you can leave. <laughs> uh, yeah. I like it when he just goes, yeah. That's now his Tinder profile. <laughs> I hope so. That would be great. So kindergarten cop, I think we can say mixed bag here. <laughs> Who wants to go next? Sarah, do you want Sarah? to pick one? Oh, okay. Sense and Sensibility? Oh. oh, is that right? Wowzers. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's absolutely fine. It's a surprise. I thought it was going to be Thelma and Louise or Jaws. See, I think Jaws is the film I've seen the most. So it is in that comfort area. Thelma Louise is probably, if I had to only watch one film, that would be it. But Sense and Sensibility is one of my comfort films, uh, along with San Andreas and the Muppet Christmas Carol, don't judge. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it's quite nice to talk about a film that makes you feel sort of comforted. So sense and mm. sensibility, please. Lovely Excellent. stuff. Already know there's going to be some strong women characters with more money than I could ever imagine. Because they, they have to cut down to like one member of staff. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that must be such a hardship. <laughs> cool. Let's watch that then. Standard issue for all women.